Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. You know, I, I just love it when the many testimonies start coming through about what God is doing and the changes that's taking place in people's lives. One lady I met yesterday, she came and she said, I let you, know, let, you let you know that for the very first time, I heard the voice of God. God woke me up in my fast and I heard his voice. Clear scripture. And that was the second one. Quentin also called me up. He said he woke up with a dream and God gave him a clear scripture to go and read. And his whole life story and where he's positioned in the season is exactly in the scriptures. I'm getting so excited because God is speaking their visions, their dreams, that God is ministering to people. It's such a joy. The kingdom of God is such an awesome, awesome place. And God is real. Amen. 14 years, every year, we'd be fasting and we'd be praying and, you know, trusting God. And so, um, God, every year, there'll be a breakthrough. Every year, you'll do something significant in your life. Because God's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. He didn't say you have to find Him. He said you have to seek Him. And he will reward you. Just for making up your mind to go and knock and ask and seek. To pray, to worship, to come out on a Wednesday night and to be taught in the word. What a joy. Amen. I'm so thankful to the Lord that we can do this. Hallelujah. So we, we're going to touch on a couple of things tonight. I, I want to I share the service uh, maybe two ways. I want to speak about something concerning... Um, just the purposes of God and then I want to move into something about the creativity of God and um, both concerning um, the, the fast and what it really means for us and so anytime um, I'm touching on kingdom projects tonight so, so more than just your, your job if you, you want a job and you need a place to go and you know uh, use your gift and you just need money. I mean, God will do that for you if that's what you desire. Um, then there is a, a place where you can say, well, I'm coming out of my job and I'm coming into my work. And there is a place for that. And um, you, you can pray for that as well. And my scripture for that is found in Acts chapter... Praise Jesus. 13 verse 2. The, your job is what you get paid to do. Your work is what you were born to do. So anytime you choose to get into your work, um, the enemy goes and he'll fight you for that. So you can't get into the work and the reason why you were born without the Spirit of God and not without fasting and praying. And so as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, don't you say for you. Let the Holy Spirit tell you what you need to be doing. In the fast. Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Some people run and do their own thing asking God to bless it. Instead of, especially if you're dealing with the call of God. If you're dealing with having to find finances and get a job. There's a place for that. Because there's the good, the acceptable and the perfect will of God. 
The perfect will of God is when you are fulfilling the call of God upon your life and you can't enter into that place without the Holy Spirit. You can't go in there. I can't make up my mind that this is what, I want to, what I'm called to do. No, the Holy Spirit calls you into a place and when God, when you get the revelation of a, of a thing, God adds His authorization and His obligation. So He backs you because of the call of God. So doesn't matter who comes against you, doesn't matter who attacks you, um, when you are dealing with the call of God upon your life, God's always going to back His assignment. God's always backing kingdom projects. God is only backing king. Look, if somebody needs a job and he needs to go and work for some reason and, and you know, bring in finances and get involved in what pro whatever project, I mean legally, then God would, he'll help and make a way for that. But it's not necessarily somebody's work. It could just be a job. And God can train you in the job. I, I was a systems analyst writing pro, you know, writing software. And God blessed it. And it was all legal and um, God made a way. I got promotion and worked hard. And all that was a God's taken my IT background to help me now concerning um, the future of what I'm doing. And so um, it was when I decided to get into my work that all hell broke loose from finances and health and all the other challenges because the work is what I was called to do. This is the call of God upon my life. But you need the Holy Spirit to direct you with that. Um, the scripture says in Acts chapter, where were we? Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. You can't fulfill the call of God upon your life outside of the Holy Spirit and somebody actually laying hands on you and saying, this is what you were called to do. There's got to be a, um, for your spiritual claim, there must be an earthly ref reference that the Holy Spirit will actually give confirmation that that's what you need to be doing. You cannot be running off. If you go do your own thing, I mean, there's a place for you to run monies and so on. You're doing your own thing. I, I don't suggest you do it, but some people have been living that way without the Holy Spirit's consultation. And um, no matter where you go, you should be asking the Holy Spirit, is this the thing to study? You can't be studying for 10 years and saying, well, it's actually I'm going in the wrong direction. You can't be getting involved in companies and people treading on you and you look worn out. It was never God's design that way. You were supposed to be happy going to work. You're supposed to be having the joy of the Lord being your strength. So during the fasting time, there is a place, and we're going to pray for you tonight, for those that want to step out of their work and come into or out of their job and into their work, the thing that God has called you to do. You want to know about your purpose and your destiny and all that is in there. There is a place for that. So we're going to pray for that. The, the other one I want to deal with is that some people are dealing with the burden of God for their lives. So in Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1, you'll find out that Nehemiah finds himself burdened with something that he has to do. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1. Um, Nehemiah is burdened, uh, pick up verse 2 for me, uh, and verse 3, sorry. So he says, he says to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burnt with fire. So Nehemiah is hearing news of a project 
and is burdened concerning a thing, a project. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept. There's something that you're weeping over that you're saying, God, this thing must be done. This particular project must come to pass. This thing must happen in my lifetime. And I'm okay to travail before you, weep over this particular situation. Sometimes just, you know, whatever that, that issue is, you can get before the Lord that way. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and I wept and mourned for many days, I was what? Fasting and praying before the God of heaven. When God gives you a burden for somebody, it's not to get into social media and speak about their people's problems. You were supposed, you're burdened with something, it's then to go and seek God's face, to fast and to pray over a situation. When God, you know, uh, on Saturday morning, I'm in prayers and it's, it's between eight and nine. And so uh, while I'm praying, the phone is ringing and, you know, I had to put it down and it's, it's family members and the, uh, call after call. And they, they bring to my attention a family member, a 16-year-old that is in, is in a hospital and the doctors don't know what's wrong with this boy. They can't figure it out. And we're like, please just go there. And when I came there, man, and just, you know, after service on Sunday, I went past there and here's this boy laying there and the doctors can't figure out what's wrong with this boy. But he's in there. And I said, well, you don't know me. I'm your uncle and I'm Uncle Max. But I want you to hear this voice from today. I'm telling you where we're coming out, what's going to happen. I get burdened with this boy's need. And I'm fasting and I'm praying over Cole's life. That God would do something over this boy's life. We got a good report on Monday already that things are changing. And because the fasting and the praying will always lift burdens and help. Come on, somebody. But anytime you get in on a kingdom project, it becomes very powerful. Not just a, I got a business. And I, you know, they need coal or they need diamonds and I'm going to be a supplier. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people that have taken their lives, their businesses and everything about their lives. And they have now connected it to a kingdom cause where the kingdom matters. That this bothers God and it bothers you. It bothers that these people are in poverty. You can pick up a family. You can pick up a community. You can pick up an issue that, that, that you know God is calling you to pray over and to fast over. And you are burdened with that. You are burdened with that. And you begin to pray and fast over a family, over a situation. And all of heaven comes to back you with that. It's, it's a, I found it's completely different for somebody who has a business and then somebody whose business is the kingdom of God. Because now God backs everything concerning your life. If your business is going to be the one that funds kingdom projects, then all of heaven's got to get behind your business. Because it bothers you, it's going to bother God. Watch this. What the, so he's fasting and he's praying, right? So Nehemiah is reaching out to God and he says, Look man, I, I need a couple of things. Um, he was fasting and praying before the Lord of heaven. Just pick up the next verse. And I said, I pray God of heaven. Oh, great and awesome God, you keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes be open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you to now, before you now, day and night, for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children. So Nehemiah gets so much involved in the project that he's now praying for the children and the issue that they're in, that he says, Lord, for the children, they've sinned. 
and, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Both my father's house and I have sinned. He includes himself in that man's, in the issue. He's not separate. It's not like I'm fasting for somebody. They are there, but I'm just, you know, uh, I hope you get better. No, if I treat Cole like he's my only child, what will my prayer and supplication be like for that boy? And he, he needs somebody. He needs not a religious person to come past there and just say, well, let's, you know, uh, Lord, if it's your will. It's God's will to raise the boy up. Come on, somebody. It's God's will that you be healed. It's God's will that you walk in victory. Don't you protect that rubbish. Don't you allow the enemy to say, well, if it's God's will for you to have that project. It's God's will that you be blessed. Come on, somebody. It's God's will that you walk in victory all the days of your life. Don't you protect that belief system that doesn't give you victory, peace, a breakthrough prosperity health in your bones come on somebody don't you allow that the enemy puts it out somewhere there and this is what the fast is all about is when you take supplication is when i get into somebody's shoes and thinking like if i was laying there who would i want around me to pray i'll tell them Shh, put all these other people out with their unbelief I need somebody to stand in the gap for me and pray for me right now. Is there anybody that has got a friend like that that can actually get up and pray for you with an urgency? The other, the other morning, um, I wake up about 2 o'clock, but I wake up with a dream. And so we're preaching about dreams and visions. And in this dream, I'm, I'm standing on the one, it's, it's a four-way stop or an intersection and I'm standing on the one corner and across the road is Pastor Brian but he's in his car and the next minute cars come down this road but they stop right in front of his car and the two of, of these vehicles these guys in there they started fighting some crazy stuff but Erin is not in there she's on this side of the road and she's screaming frantically so I said don't run there come here and then, but we can't get to Pastor Brian because of all of this almost gangster kind of setup. And I wake up with that. And this is two o'clock in the morning. And when I'm praying, I didn't want to alarm Brian, so of course I left it that time of the morning. And the next morning when I was praying again, get up in the spirit, this dream comes back to me so vividly again. And I leave it. I don't want to call Brian. I, I leave it. The evening... I go praying again, 9.30 that night. And this dream comes up again. I'm like, oh, this is a problem. I call up Brian. I said, Brian, I don't, I don't want to alarm you. Let me just say something to you. I don't know what the attack is or whatever it is, but I, we need to touch and agree. You and I need to pray over this thing. He says, Pastor, what time was the dream? I said, 2 o'clock. He says, 2 o'clock. I woke up in the morning with all hell broken loose over my mind in my house. That they had to get up and they had to start confessing scripture because the enemy was bombing with a whole bunch of things. Because the Holy Spirit will remind you and show you and teach you 
to profit and how to pray and how to stand in the gap for people and how, that's what God's teaching us now you're a child of God and you are pro- walking out of the prophetic you are having visions and dreams and you're praying over things God's directing things and when somebody's getting un- coming under attack or there's things that belong to you God is getting us to pray with supplication that means I need to get if I was that side of this war or this thing that was happening what would I need on this side of the fence I needed somebody to command this thing to go to command peace in the situation because you've got all that's what supplication is nehemiah feels it nehemiah feels it so much he's weeping so yes here are a couple of things that nehemiah asks for nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 5 when nehemiah he goes before the king he says king i've got to go i've got to go and build this project i've got to go and do this thing the king says what can i do for you this is a kingdom project. Number one, he asked, he said to the king, if it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in your sight. Number one is that he, he, God will give you favor around a kingdom project. Please hear me. The day tonight, you're going to say, Father, whatever you need done, do it through me. But do, I, I want to operate with a kingdom project. This, the, the thing that I'm embarking on is not for me. It's not even about me. I, but I need your favor to back this project. Is there, are there any business people? Are there people that are going into a new territory? Going to their work? Go with a project that God, you need God to do something for you tonight? Is there anybody with me tonight? He says, number one, I'm going to give you, I need favor. So God will give you favor for your project. There's favor tonight for your project. Verse 7. Verse 7. Some of you need to understand that after you prayed for favor, then there's something else he asked for. He says, listen, furthermore, it's okay to ask God for more. Tell your neighbor, furthermore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say there's more. Say there's plenty in daddy's house. You can ask the Father whatever you need. You can ask Him. You can go and seek. You can. Why only ask for one thing? Look, man, if, 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 if a 20 rand is laying on the ground and a 200 rand note, which one are you going to pick up? Oh, you're going to pick them both up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if God says there's healing and there's prosperity. Yeah, you take them both. If God, because if you're asking God, whatever you ask the Father in His name, He's going to give it to you. He says now, number one is that I need your favor. The king says, got it. He says, furthermore, I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given to me for the governors of the region beyond the river that they may give me permits. Anybody needs permits for where they're going. Anybody needs the permission of somebody to help them of where they're going to. Is there anybody that needs a permit tonight? There is favor in this house of God. We've been fasting and praying. There'll be permits granted in this place for projects, for somebody to move and progress. You're going to get approval from government. You're going to get approval from the bosses. You're going to get approval from those in charge. Is there anybody that needs a permit tonight? A hand of God is upon you in the name of Jesus you receive it daughter I'm praying for you tonight listen to what he says one is I need favor two is I need permits he says in verse 8 listen and a letter to ask for the keeper of the king's forest he must give me provision he must give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel which pertains to the temple for the city wall and for my house 
is there enough provision for the kingdom project um, and for God to take care of your house? Um, this is a kingdom, uh, kingdom life embassy and in your kingdom projects are released sons and daughters ambassadors are released they get permission from god not only permission and favor they also get all the provision they need for their assignment i'm calling your house debt free in the name of jesus that means somebody else is going to pay for your house when the kingdom is first you take care of the father's house the father will take care of your house if the kingdom is first all these things shall be added Please say amen. amen. The days of you paying for stuff that you should own is gone. He says, give me. He says, my house for the wall. And the king that you should go home with, man. The king granted them to me according to the good hand of my God upon me. It's by faith. Going right up that hill. I see somebody driving up a hill and your house is on the top of a hill. But I see it. In the spiritual, I see it. I see it. I see it. Anybody that's involved in the kingdom project, God's going to move you out from that place that you've been in because you've been honoring the Lord. God is going to set you up on a hill. Say yes and amen. He never asked you to pay for it. He asked you to believe Him for it. I got to move. Pick me up. Verse 15 and 16. He comes to this place. He goes into the, so I went up in the night by the valley and I viewed the wall. Then I turned back and entered by the valley gate and so returned. And the officials did not know where I had gone or what I had done. I had not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or others who did the work. God gives him a strategy. Some of you are living off an old strategy. God tonight is downloading strategies for projects downloading things that you need for your destiny and for your purpose you are more than the job they put you in you are more than that one that just is to approve papers and and sit there and not use your mind and engage with the kingdom of god come on somebody in the boardroom tables someone's going to get a download a strategy from heaven the wisdom of god don't just give your strategy to anybody what god's doing in the season in this hour is downloading things and giving strategies. I want to get into another scripture. And we're going to quickly breeze past Esther before I get into the final 15 minutes of what I need to touch on. So you know, there is a, a kind of fast that I call the boomerang fast. That when the enemy does, throws one thing at you, it boomerangs back at him. Any place of injustice, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. It's Esther chapter 4 and... Uh, Verse, verse 12. Esther chapter 4, verse 12. So you know, Esther gets promoted. She comes into the palace. But there is Mordecai, her uncle, hears about this, this plotting against the Jewish people. And Esther decides, you know, she's in a place of prominence, but she's afraid to approach the king. And so she's there and Mordecai reminds her about why God promoted her. But she's afraid to take the next step. 
So they told Mordecai, Esther's words, Esther said, look, I'm afraid I can't go into the king. Tell Mordecai, I see the problem, but it's not really my problem. And besides, I'm, af I'm afraid. Mordecai sends word back. He says, and Mordecai told them to tell Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all, than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you've come into the kingdom for such a time as this. He says there is a kingdom project and God needs this thing done. You can't sit back when we are fasting and we are praying, when we in trouble and you sitting in your comfortable place. Don't believe that your job will last forever. Don't believe that your boss will always be there. Don't believe that your, your monies will always be intact. You know, I saved and I had all my finances in place. And when God was, when I, I couldn't anymore and I used all of that. And I said, God, I need help because I wanted to help God fulfill the project. When it was done, when the, all that money was gone, I said, God, I need help. I, you said, he said to me, are you finally ready to listen to me now? And so often we want to think that we can control God or put God in a box or believe that God is like, you know, I can tell God how much I want to give and where I want to go. Don't you ever believe because things are changing. This next decade, so much is going to change. But you should be anxious for nothing because you should be leading the change. Come on, we're not reacting. You're not an echo. You're the voice. So then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai. Go gather all the people from Kingdom Life Embassy. Go and gather all the people at Kingdom Life Embassy. And fast for me. You can fast for somebody's breakthrough. You can lift their name up before the Lord and say, this is what I'm trusting the Lord for, for you. And fast for me, neither eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will go fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. But how many of you know that a fast creates the breakthrough that you need a fast will open the door that you need a fast can give you the house that you're looking for a fast can give you the favor that you're looking for this is what the fast the fast can remove a burden and destroy a yoke are you clear about what you are fasting for this morning this tonight Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther commanded him and you know the rest of the story and from there, they found out that this man was trying to create a place. They, they put up a noose, you know, for this. And the man got hung by the very noose that he put up. People must never think that they can come up against kingdom people. The world cannot come up against you and think that they're going to win. Come on, somebody. They might torment you. They may say things about you. But I'm telling you, there comes a day when God says, so far and no more. And then God reverses this thing. I call for a boomerang against every plan of the enemy against your life. I call against the boomerang effect through this fast. In the next three days, you will have a turnaround strategy that God's going to release over this house. Is there anybody that's believing the Lord that God can do it because you are a child of the living God. God didn't says, never says seek revenge. He says vengeance is mine. Vengeance has got to do with justice. You cannot do that and put a child of God and in a position where there's so much injustice. When they cry out to God, you're in trouble. 
You are the apple of your father's eye. You are the apple of your father's eye. And anybody who messes with you is poking the eye of God because that's where you're positioned in God. They're messing with the wrong people. The fast is a dangerous thing. There's breakthrough on every side. I'm telling you, every enemy that has come up against us, that has tormented us, he can build up a torment for five years and in three days, we'll find a turnaround over the situation. I'm announcing it in the heavenlies. In three days' time, there'll be a breakthrough for your home and for your life. If you are serious about what you are looking for, God's going to do this thing in the name of Jesus. Let there be an opening in this place. Let's end. I got 10 minutes to deliver what I wanted to just deliver concerning creativity. Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all round and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. There is an opening. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I'll put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Some people are prophesying things God never commanded. God didn't say you're going into, the, I'm opening up the wilderness for you. He said, I'm opening up the promised land for you. You need to be speaking as He's commanded. You need to prophesy as it has been commanded. God said there's an opening, not a closing. God said there's abundance, not a dry time. God says you're going over and not under. God didn't say stand still. God says it's time, there's an opening and I'm positioning at a door. And so we need to, come, we need to prophesy as was commanded. Don't change it. Don't let the enemy change your words. Because right now the Holy Spirit is telling us, don't speak like that. Don't say it like that. I've given you word. You are going through. But pastor, I don't have the papers. Did you not hear that there's papers coming? Did you, uh, pastor, I don't have favor. Did you know that you can get favor from the kingdom of God? Pastor, I don't have the timber. Did you know that there is enough equipment for all that you need for your journey? Somebody say amen. Yeah, it's a brand new wagon, baby. It's a brand new wagon. You're coming home with a brand new wagon. Why? It's part of my need for my journey. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. 
So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. So he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. So then you shall know that I am the Lord, and when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. So, the idea here is that he allows the prophet Ezekiel, he, he lifts him up in the spirit, and he lets him see something in the natural, in the spiritual realm, and he says, do you believe these bones can live? He says, Lord, you know. He, then he makes mention, he says, this is the whole house of Israel. Their hope is lost. And they don't think that nothing can come from this moment. So he says, I want you to begin to prophesy to these bones. The idea is that these, this is the house of Israel. These are the sons and daughters that think that they, their situation is hopeless. And it's not just dry, it's very dry. Then he says, now prophesy to them. Hear me today. I'm dealing with creativity on kingdom projects. There is nothing more powerful than an idea. Everything starts with an idea. The clothing you're wearing, the chair you're sitting on, the mic that's in my hand, all of it was someone's idea. Everything on earth is a product of an idea. Everything started as an idea. So looking in the natural, Ezekiel's looking at these bones, and God says, I have an idea. He says, you need to prophesy to these bones. In the natural, he says, how can I? I can only prophesy what you tell me to say. Because ideas are the source of everything. Hear me again. Ideas are the source of everything. If you get the right idea, they're going to pay you well for it. Around the boardroom tables, your idea, the please call me, you will not be fighting in the courts for your please call me idea. They're going to pay you well for your idea. Come on, somebody. I want you to understand that because the, the, the spiritual realm is the causal realm. If you need anything as a child of God, you get up into the spirit. That's what he said. He lifted me up into the spirit and he showed me an idea. Ideas are more powerful than death because ideas outlive men. You can kill a man, but you cannot kill his ideas. I want you to hear me tonight because ideas cannot be destroyed. We are living under somebody's idea of, of, of how to run governments and they don't exist anymore. They died a long time ago. But we'll, the, the world is ruled by dead men. It was their ideas that we're living under. I'm trying to stir something tonight. Here's what's important. Ideas submerge and re-emerge in generations. Ecclesiastes 1 verse 9 tells us that there's nothing new under the sun. 
There's nothing new under the sun. The point I'm trying to make tonight. He's showing him the hopelessness of Israel and their sin. He then says, do you believe that these bones can live? That idea of Israel and where they were positioned, it, that idea was submerged. But through Ezekiel, he was about to let it re-emerge. He's about to bring out an idea that is locked up in the kingdom for sons and daughters. I'm going to pray for this thing tonight, man. The Lord's been speaking to me. So here comes Ezekiel with this. And God is pointing to an idea for the future. And anytime you don't have a God idea, you're stressed out. Because in the natural, Ezekiel's looking at this thing and he's saying, there is no way that this thing can live. But the Lord, but I'm going to do it because you say we need to prophesy. He pulls out an idea from the spiritual realm. And the Bible says they stood up an exceedingly great army. You can pull out ideas for your home, for your life, for your business, and God can cause it to come to life. That means God gonna, when, when you begin to prophesy, and tonight we're going to prophesy over businesses. There's some things that some of you have been involved in that you almost are not thinking about that idea anymore because somehow you've been through a season and even the thought of having another idea is like, God, this thing is dry. This idea can never work. You've taken some of your ideas and you've buried them. But in the presence of Almighty God tonight, God's going to start stirring God ideas to rise up within you. Things that you've never thought can live. God's going to give you a fresh eyes to see. Come on somebody. Where, where, where are the kingdom people? The people that knows how to get up into the spiritual realm and not even go and steal someone's idea or beg someone else for their idea. Wherever you're working, you're working under somebody's idea. How about God give you your own idea this morning, tonight? How about God begin to release to you what the God idea is for your life. This is the kingdom of God. This is the anointing in this place that when we begin to worship the Lord, that's why you can't mess with this thing here and, and, and allow people to mess with the idea that musicians must be paid. Listen, if you are a musician and you are only here because of your gift, you have a problem. But if you can bring in the anointing and lift it up into the spirit, then everybody can get a breakthrough. Everybody can get a God idea in the presence of a living God. You better clap your hands tonight. You better begin to believe the Lord tonight that if we get up into the spiritual realm, God can deliver one idea for a business school, one idea for a school, another idea for whatever we need. Is there anybody who needs a God idea? Even though you have a business, God can show you again. Ideas spawn new ideas. The iPad 2 only comes because of the iPad 1. It got manifested on the next level. That means God can show you something that someone's doing, learn their project, and birth the God idea on the inside of you. Amen. Why? 
Why would you beg the church to pay you 10 rand for coming to service? When you can generate the anointing. You, you are so much more valuable. I could never pay these musicians what their worth is. Because their worth comes from God. It's the same reason why I have a problem with Lebola. How did you put a number on that woman's head? Because where does her value come from? Who decided that that's how much she's worth when she comes from God? That's my issue. Now, I am a pastor of tradition and call. I get you. The question is, who put the number on her head? Amen. Who put the number on your head to tell you how much you should be getting on a Sunday? When you are so much more valuable, don't let the devil lie to you, son. Your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. You're going to travel the globe. People will pay for your gift. You're more than what you are right now. Don't let the enemy put you in a box and tell you that you're worth so much. What you fighting over that nonsense? There is enough in the spirit. There is enough in the anointing. There's enough in God's house. There is enough for every single one of us. You cannot pay me enough what I need to be doing because my value does not come from what I get paid there's coming a day and it's soon I'm, I'm not getting a salary from the church I'll be funding stuff <laughs> people get so caught up with going into a five star hotel honey wherever I lay I'm, I bring the stars to a hotel I set its value when I walk into a place I let you know how valuable that place is because I am in there you better change your mind tonight you better begin to believe the Lord that there are God ideas that's going to flow from this church there is creativity going to flow from this church there is an anointing here in this place I am telling you let the devil steal all he's stolen let him take whatever he wants to take but you have an anointing. And tonight, as you get up in the spirit, we're going to prophesy to those dry bones. There are God ideas coming out of Kingdom Life Embassy tonight. There is a season. You're not going to just wake up with an encouraging word from the Lord. You're going to wake up with, a, with an idea and a strategy. And God's going to give you the brand. What is the skin? The, he said the structure, the bone came together, then sinews. Then, then, then skin came over it. That's the whole brand. God's going to give you the structure for the company. God's going to give you the systems that runs in the company. God's going to give you the brand that goes around the company. And God's going to make the idea walk. He's going to get it to rise up in the season. And you will not beg anybody for anything. Are you a child of the living God? You will fly across the globe. You will come into your destiny. Don't let the enemy tell you that that's it for you. You are worth more than where you are right now there is a God idea that's flowing in this church there is an anointing there is a grace upon this place there is more to you than what you see right now you better stand to your feet and worship the King tonight create an environment